<laughs> so what I wanted to tell you, what I saved yes, this specifically for this. Um, apparently, <laughs> if you, <laughs> I guess maybe it's sort of like a singing telegram, maybe. Um, uh, uh, my husband saw a service where you you can hire a llama to sit in on your Zoom call for a hundred bucks. <laughs> Can you imagine? Can you imagine doing a work call and then pranking everybody by all of a sudden it's like boop 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 and it's a little ringy thing and it's just a llama? I like that very much. I I just maybe we should do it with puppets. Maybe we could do it with puppets. Ooh. That's not as fun as a llama. A llama's way cooler. I mean, can you imagine if you own that llama? Like, you wouldn't even have to sit there for the whole Zoom call, I'm sure. <laughs> People don't want the llama there for the whole 40-minute call. They just – it's not – it's not – it's just distracting after that. <laughs> I wonder Ooh. if someone would want to pay me to put Bear on camera. <laughs> uh, yes, clearly. <laughs> Especially if you could, like, narrate in the background. <gasps> Does he have a little bow tie? Oh, what does he have? He has several things. He has like uh, he has striped jammies that uh, have a snap over his butt because I'm <laughs> ludicrous. Uh, <laughs> he has a sombrero <laughs> and a and a poncho. Oh, post pictures of Bear on our Instagram so people can see his pretty face. Oh, his little pretty face. Oh, and uh, and maybe along with those super cuts of Sabine eating. <laughs> Yes, that's fair. I'll send you. Uh, yeah, I'll even send if you want to. I'll even send you the picture of her eating my head during yes, karaoke. I would like that very much. I feel like we should post that everywhere, but I'm not deliberately it's trying so to make it go good. viral because it does it's, not. Guys, it should be viral. I mean, like, I want Lillian to be okay, so I respect her wishes. But fuck, it's so fucking funny. Oh, my cat hates it when I sing. She hates it when I sing. She hates it. She's bitten fair, me on the, she hates she's, everything. She's bitten me on the face before. I have a mark earlier in the evening. She actually bit my tit, which Don did not get on. That's the gold. That's the thing. Because then people can at least look at my boobs while it's happening. But um, she left two like long scratches because she didn't pierce my skin. She doesn't want to hurt me. She just wants me to stop. So she like touched my boob with her four fangs and then just scraped them together. <laughs> in a bite and so I had just it looked like I was bitten by a weird spider <laughs> she is a weird spider it all She's comes back to spiders spi it's always this is the spider cast <laughs> <laughs> oh are, are you itchy yet <laughs> I am always itching <laughs> <laughs> lately my body is one big itch <laughs> No. That sounds like all the fucks to me. That's all the fucks. That's all it's of them. Itching from itchy, inside. Sweaty and hot, cold, cold, hot, hot. cold. Very lots of hot, cold lately. Lots of nausea. No, uh, uh that's that's very rare for me. Unless, um, I'm gonna say nausea as far as anxiety goes for me is very specific to getting in trouble at work. Oh, I hate that. Yeah, yeah. It's along with that like frustrated math cry that I was just talking about a moment ago. Uh -huh. Where it's like yes. where I it's like that. someone is disappointed in me and also I might lose my job. No, why? <laughs> That's when that that nausea comes in. Like, um 
I remember when I was, <laughs> I don't, I shouldn't tell this story. <laughs> I did something, I did something at a job once that I really shouldn't have done. And I didn't do it on purpose. It was a total accident. Um, it was not the person who worked at Twitter that like fucked with Donald Trump's account. Um, but it was on a similar plane for someone less important. Um, my, my nausea always come like in, in, in an all the fucks situation. Uh, oh God, it definitely comes with rejection. Oh boy. Mm. But also it comes with injustice. There are a lot of times that I was blamed for shit that I didn't do. Ooh, yes. And that started happening so young that it literally became a trauma. Mm, baby. Oh, it did. It, it, there, this very, like, it's marked in my mind for all of time. Yay. I was in my all day kindergarten and we were, you know, everything when you're that little is about lining up single file. And then once you do that, then you can go do the thing. Uh-huh. Right? You spend like half of your time as a small child learning how to line up. <laughs> I was standing in line waiting for everybody to get their shit together so we could go downstairs because, again, it was like a big house and we were going downstairs to watch a movie. Uh So, look, kindergarten was weird. Sure. (laughs) And uh, I was sandwiched in between a little boy and a little girl. I don't remember who was in front or back. It, It does not matter. What matters is the little boy dodged around me and hit the little girl and the little girl turned around oh she must have been in front of me then right because she wouldn't have seen otherwise she would see it coming so she turns around she sees me and she screams and she goes she hit me <gasps> and the teachers came over and they were like they were like jennifer you hit her and i was like no i didn't do anything and uh, and they were like, no hitting is ever allowed. You don't get to watch the movie. You're going to be punished right now. No. They pulled me out of line. Oh. And my my weird old like lady who lives in a shoe kindergarten also had little ones in preschool. Like we uh-huh. all were there. T- I don't know. It was weird. There, I they were making me lay down for a nap with the preschoolers. Which like oh sick burn, big burn. The biggest indignity is taking a nap you don't want to take. Uh uh, no, that's terrible. Forced naps with the little little kids, and I was, like beside myself isn't even close. I was straight up having an absolute meltdown. I was so upset. I felt so completely betrayed, unheard. I think I might have been screaming. (laughs) Definitely was sobbing. And that whole time they're like being forced to lie down on a mat on the floor. I was just like, I want to call my mommy. Like just complete and utter. There there, there were sirens and alarms going off and eventually I think a kid who saw him hit her was like uh Jennifer didn't do that you should go let her come watch a movie with us and they finally decided to bring me downstairs but by the time they did you know like my eyes were raw and I was sniffling and everything was awful and I trusted no one Mm -hmm. and here we are (laughs) Here we are, and to this very day, 
that is like that's the button that gets pressed sure and i get blamed for shit that um, yeah that i did not do that's very scary um yeah. i, it's I awful. hate that and it's the ultimate in helpless because oh, you're like i uh, there's no one standing up for me nobody you're so little you're at the total mercy of what's going on yes you don't have you're you don't have your actual biggest advocates there to at least maybe have your best interests in mind um yeah no so it was horrible and that shit was 30 years ago and i remember every moment of it sure yep oh. i get it i, get mm-hmm. it. I know you do <laughs> nausea nausea uh-huh. <laughs> Again, another carry moment. <laughs> That's my final form. Blowing you all up with my mind. <laughs> have you have you seen the Joker yet? The new No, Joker movie? I have not. I haven't either. None of it is really my bag. People keep telling me I'm gonna like it, but what I'm hearing is uh-huh. here's how, yeah. Here's, here's how you'll understand why this guy was so bad. And I don't want to sympathize with him. Um, I'm sure that Joaquin Phoenix is amazing. Oh, he's another one I've had a cuddle dream about. <laughs> oh, that's very nice. I, no uh, no I sex dreams, just like comfort and cuddle, cuddle dreams, dreams with, with, with nice. celebrities. <laughs> who else? Um, I had one with somebody else who was cute. Not Paul Rudd. I wish I could fucking manifest that. I would love a cuddle dream with Paul Rudd. I bet you could make that happen. I really need to learn how to do lucid dreaming. Mm. however if you're lucid dreaming can you create can you like summon images and stuff uh yeah i mean technically because that's what i should be doing with my time right now (laughs) (laughs) why am i so exhausted (laughs) (sighs) um yeah technically lucid dreaming is just like this higher awareness that you are dreaming so that you're in control and I guess your brain is still asleep enough that it doesn't, like, interrupt the narrative. Mm. It's still kind of smooth. Because otherwise, if you're waking up, you're like, okay, it's a dream. And then things just kind of start to dissolve. But if you are lucid dreaming, one would surmise that you're still asleep enough that, like, it is very much a semi-conscious decision. I don't know. I've done it effectively mm, a, a very small handful of times. Nice. Um, and usually I, to get myself out of something terrifying. <laughs> that's amazing. I've never, yeah. The only time, the only time I've ever been aware of being in my dream, which I think that we talked about recently, was when I, when I'm talking to one of my dead parents in my dream, and I'm like, wait a minute, I haven't seen you in a while. Or Griffin. Sometimes that happens mm. with my cat. Or <laughs> I'm like, oh, buddy, oh. where have you been? And then I'm like, oh, wait, you died. And then like, there's a moment in the dream where I know I'm in the dream, yeah. and then immediately I wake up. Or, um, or once or twice I will, cause I can't read in my dreams. I can't read text. I can see shapes. Oh, obviously, right. Yes. Colors. No. Um, if I'm once staring, you start trying to read. Yes. If I'm staring at a clock or some words for too long, my immediate thought is, did I have a stroke? And then I'm like, no, yes. I feel fine. I must be <laughs> yes. dreaming. And then, and then it, and then it, Sometimes I start to fall and then I wake up, but sometimes I just Oh, wake up. that's the worst. And I always do that with a start. Um, let's talk think... about, let's, let's do scary stories today, but let's talk about dreams next time. Want to do dreams like next that. time? 
Yeah. What were you going to say? I'm sorry. I I was going to say, oh, I was going to say that like with the reading thing, I think that's a general rule. And my favorite thing is like in a dream, someone will pass me a document and they're like, this is very important. You have to read it right now. And they hand it to me and I just start squinting. Yes. Just squint really, really, really hard. Yes. Until I probably start actually squinting (laughs) in my body and that wakes me. Yep. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, but right, there is the sensation of like, oh no, I've had a stroke. <laughs> oh no, I've gone effectively blind. <laughs> Good times. Scary Good stories? Times. Scary stories! <laughs> oh no, I'm so red. <laughs> oh no. Oh no, this is all the fox! Life imitating art imitating life. God damn it. God, remember last year when I didn't feel anything? What was that like? <laughs> we- Are you choking on the truth, Jennifer? I, I really was. I really was. Yeah. No, I mean, just like, whoa, what an about face, girl. Seriously. <laughs> All right. Well, that was a pleasant surprise. Okay. <laughs> Did you want me to start? Now I can't remember. Oh, um, I'll, I'll I have a cute one. That yeah, I yeah, 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 yeah. I want to hear it. I want to hear. Okay, it. so I'm. These are from again the comments from Jezebel Scary Stories. God bless. Uh, God bless. <clears throat> from 2018. Huh. Okay. From someone named Holly Nanner. Okay, 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 exclamation point. Here's my story, Dash. It's a brief one, exclamation point. I like people who are expressive when they tell stories in in writing. My significant other and I have started to go to haunted hotels for our vacation destination. I picked this one for you. Wow, shut up. Oh my God, Jen, can we go to a haunted hotel? Um, Can we go to the Shining Hotel, please, 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 please? Oh my God, I would go anywhere with you. Where are we going? The Shining Hotel. When can we go places? (laughs) Next year this time. Where's the Shining Hotel? Is it in Maine? It's in Colorado. Oh. It's in Colorado. Yes. It's uh, Shining Hotel and Legal Weed. I'm I want to say it's the Stanley Hotel in Colorado. Mmm. That sounds like fun. Oh, well, it's haunted as fuck. I bet it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go ghost hunting. And then while we're there, we'll find some place to trespass. Colorado has to have places to trespass, right? Oh, plenty. It's that's all like a wide open It's all abandoned mining. Oh, the, that's oh. Uh, look for our Colorado fans. Obviously, it's not all Colorado is. However, <laughs> <laughs> it's just all abandoned mines. You know where we should go together? Fucking Centralia, dude. I'm sorry. Is that a place? Centralia, Pennsylvania. <gasps> Oh, that's much closer. Uh-huh. It's a couple hours west, but it's an abandoned mining town in Pensy that was abandoned in the 60s because uh, a coal fire started under the ground and never burned out. Oh. Smoke comes oh my. up from fissures in the road. It's still happening? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't... It's a forever burning fire. 
what a fun way, <laughs> just a fun way that we have figured out to destroy the earth. And it's like, it just, a, oh, just God. in like a, how's about this kind of oh, way? Oh, fuck. Yeah, Centralia has been on fire for like 40 years now. <laughs> 40 to 50 oh, okay. years. And everybody had to be evacuated. There's de- there's a very good dollop on it and lots of really great shit to find. All of the like uh, Atlas Obscura shit. Everybody goes to Centralia. Um, yeah, I mean it is technically dangerous. I just want to but... spend a week romping around the fucking state with you. Why? I want to spend do a weird honestly, NJ a trip. Doing anything? Yes, I That's do. That's how I spent my senior year spring break. I would like to help coordinate this uh, with you, and and like let's do like a weekend one, and then maybe try to get a big group together to do a longer <gasps> one. Weird NJ spreadsheet. Oh, spreadsheet. Oh, we're satisfied. <laughs> we're satisfied. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, back to the story. Tell me about a haunted hotel. Oh. <laughs> Here's my story. It's a brief one, significant other, and I have started going to haunted hotels for our vacation destination just for fun, and we both enjoy dark history. <gasps> Last Thanksgiving, we went to the Crescent Hotel built in the 1880s and was at one point a hospital. The morgue is in the basement in Eureka Springs, Arkansas. By the way, I like you a lot. We're not going to Arkansas. No, fuck no. Um, there's a killer. There's a killer buffet, and if you hate spending your holidays catering to your ungrateful family, and you are near Arkansas, you should go. After the meal, we napped and woke up around 6 p.m. to take the ghost tour. During the tour, we're informed that on our floor around 3.30 a.m., people are often awoken to the sound of a cart being pushed down a wooden hallway. And when the guests investigate, they often find that it is a nurse in a 1930s uniform pushing a gurney with a covered corpse. Fuck! So I jokingly nudge him and say, let's set an alarm. When we get back to the room, he begs me not to wake him at 3.30 because we have to drive back home in the morning oh honey and he actually wants to sleep like some boring old dude anyways (laughs) i reluctantly agree we go to sleep around midnight i randomly woke up at 2 30 i know because i checked my phone i lay there debating staying up maybe accidentally waking him up as 3 30 approached (laughs) i decided to not be a jerk and let him sleep checked my email looked at black friday sales realized that the clock was getting closer to 3 a.m but i was sleepy So I decided to call it and roll over and go back to sleep. I wrapped my arms and legs around him to big spoon my way back to sleep. As I was dozing off, I felt fingertips push on my chin. I jolted awake and said in sleepy, annoyed voice, come on, man. This jolt woke him. He says, what? And I said, nothing. Go back to sleep. And I was out within seconds. After I'm snoring in his ear, he decides to look at his phone. It's 3.30. He feels someone squeeze his lower thigh slash knee. He closes his eyes super tight, turns toward the TV, stays awake until I wake up at 7 a.m., too scared to scan the room. Oh, shit. Although, I got to tell you, though, if she was big spooning, he should have scanned the room because that means her back is entirely, like, vulnerable. Am I wrong? That's right. You should, if you're the little spoon, you should should scan the room. Anyway, um, uh, when we checked out, if we were spooning and I was the little spoon and something touched me in a ghost hotel, Jen, I just want you to know that I would I would look around. Thank you. You're so brave. I, I have your back. The <laughs> the most appropriate thing is we also make a pillow fortress <laughs> on either side well, covering your, your vital organs and my kidneys. Yes. <laughs> yes, for sure. 
fucking ghosts love kidneys. It's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> when we when we checked out, I asked the front desk if anyone ever gets touched on the second floor. He says, yes, all the time. That's just the nurses checking <gasps> on you. Fuck! That's awesome! Oh, my God. And then the, the last sentence is, I laughed. He shuddered. We're going back this oh, Thanksgiving. Yes! Uh, yes! That's a good one. I, I knew you would like that one. Oh. oh, I like that so much. Fuck it. The nurse mm-hmm. is checking on you. Ah! Fuck punch! <laughs> Fuck punch! Fuck punch! Yeah, I feel... The thing. The reason why I have not like ever tried to seek out ghosts is because I've been in so many places that are supposed to be haunted and never really saw anything until that one ghost at the piano bar. And for me, it's sort of like going whale watching and not seeing a whale you know yes. i know i'm like they're out there and then i get yeah. mad i'm like you motherfuckers and you don't it's fine thing to get mad at a whale because they're not gonna know but don't like <laughs> get mad and yell at a fucking ghost for not showing up because then your ass is grass i'm just saying it's one thing to yell at a whale they're not gonna <laughs> some whale just breaching a little bit hearing you and then getting sad and going back under the water (laughs) (sighs) but if the but if the whale was up i wouldn't be yelling at it because it would be there and i'd be excited maybe you turned your back in anger (laughs) oh i like i was pouting on the other side of the boat that's it there's there's a there's a delicate dance that has to be. <laughs> I mean, I I I did used to want to be a marine biologist, so I feel like I know what I'm talking about. That's it. We are experts, you guys. <laughs> we have so many animal facts. Hey, actually, for you. you know who's a marine biologist? Who? My friend Chrissy, <laughs> who's listening oh. right now. <laughs> oh, that's fun. Well, you do have a scientist friend, then. I do have a scientist <laughs> friend. Yes. That's right. One. What's up, Chrissy? What's up, Chrissy? <gasps> okay. Please call in and let us know how whales feel about being yelled at. Oh, that's important. Yes. This is from Britters, and it's called Bottom of the Stairs. <clears throat> this happened about four years ago. I live in a resort community and started working for a local real estate agent taking photos of homes for sale. I usually photographed three to four homes a week, lakefronts and shacks alike. I had seen unusual things, like the occasional hidden room or unique art collection left behind, but I had never encountered anything scary until this happened. It was a summer day, warm and bright. I knew the neighborhood I was heading to and had no concerns about safety. The area was very suburban for the mountain, with a large park and school nearby. I packed up my camera and drove 20 minutes to the home. Upon arrival, I began my session by taking pictures of the exterior. Nothing was out of the ordinary. After struggling to navigate the sharp slope the home was on, I managed to snap its sides and rear deck. It was time now for interior shots. I proceeded (sighs) to the front, entering the lockbox code, and tried to unlock the door. As I fumbled with it, I felt overwhelmingly uncomfortable. Something washed over me in that moment, and I knew I shouldn't be there. I finally opened the door and found a house completely destroyed. The living room was a sea of debris. An EMT board lay in the middle with a charred doll beside it. What? Mm. 
Holes littered the walls. Light bulbs were smashed all over. It was a scene straight out of a horror movie. I observed all of this without taking a single step further. I immediately closed the door, walked to my car as fast as I could, and called the agent. I told the agent that she would need to find someone else to take pictures of this house. She asked why, and as I tried to explain it to her, I realized I sounded a little crazy. How can you professionally describe to someone the feeling of being scared shitless for no apparent reason other than a disgustingly filthy house? (laughs) She told me she had seen homes that were less than welcoming, but we both had a job to do, and she couldn't complete hers without me doing mine. I left the property, but I decided that I didn't want to lose my job over this. I called my father, who lived locally, and asked if he'd accompany me to the house. In all my days, I have never heard my dad discuss anything remotely spooky. He's a very no-nonsense kind of man and simply wouldn't tolerate talk of ghosts or witches. Therefore, I thought he'd be perfect for this assignment. He'd keep my head in the game for sure. I arranged to pick him up at his house in 30 minutes. My heart sank a little as I pulled up to my parents' house and my dad's truck was gone. My mom came running out purse in hand to tell me that my father had to leave for work reasons, but that she'd go with me instead. She brought along uh, she brought along a flashlight. Not the same, mom. <laughs> Come on, mom. She brought along a flashlight and assured me that I'd be just fine. As we drove to the moms, house, mom. she wants it's it's not moms. It's people who want to be helpful more than they actually want. To be. <laughs> That's so good, Capricorn. <laughs> As we drove to the house, I described to her what had happened. Her cheeriness level came down a few notches, and I could tell she was slightly unnerved. We parked in front of the house, and I knew she didn't want to go inside. I didn't want her to go in either. She came up with a solution. She'd call my cell phone and talk to me as I walked through the house. She'd stand right outside of the front door. I answered her call, turned on my flashlight, and headed in. Again, immediately upon entering... I was scared. And just for clarification here, I am not easily scared. I am not one to see or feel things of that nature, ever. So the fact that I was actually feeling something terrified me. (laughs) By this time, it was later in the day, and and the house was positioned in such a way that it was completely shaded from the sun. The electricity was off, and it was dark. Very dark. My mother was on the phone telling me to breathe. I can't hear you breathing. Are you that scared? Is it that bad? I had a hard time speaking as I took in all that I saw. The toilets were completely black on the inside. The kitchen had blackish reddish smears all over the counters. Children's toys were mixed in with porn magazines lying on the floor. I just kept clicking, trying not to focus on any one of the deeply disturbing things inside this house. I went as quickly as I could through the main level. I then came to a set of stairs leading down. I told my mother through the cell phone that I was heading down. She continued to reassure me and told me to hurry up and get it over with. I began walking extremely cautiously down the steps one at a time. The steps led to a landing and then turned to the corner, so all I could see was a white wall at the bottom. 
I had this immense feeling that I was going to see something horrific once I turned that corner. I was two or three steps away from the landing when I heard it. A scream coming from my phone. Not a mild scream, but a blood-curdling scream, like someone was being murdered on the other end of the line. My mom. I have never ran, nor have I since, as fast as I did running up those stairs. I completely expected to find my mom laying lifeless just outside the house. I got to the top of the stairs, and there she was, standing there, looking completely terrified and perplexed. I grabbed her hand and we ran to the car. We drove for nearly five minutes before one of us said a thing. Then she turned to me and said, Tell me why you were screaming. (gasps) I told her that I thought it was her. Neither of us were screaming. But for both of us, for a certainty, we heard a woman screaming for her life on that phone. Oh, God. We stopped at a grocery store parking lot and just sat there trying to catch our breath. When I got home, I uploaded the pictures without actually looking at them and sent them to the real estate agent. I told her she'd have to do the editing on her own, as I would not have them on my computer. I then deleted the email and every single image. Because of that, I don't know the address of the house, nor have I driven by it since. In hindsight... I would have liked to research the history of the property. Alas, I'll never know what happened there. Sweet dreams. Wow. Wowie, wowie, wow. Wow, wow, wow. Porn and burnt up baby dolls. (laughs) Screaming. Oh, God. Right? Right? So, like, I, when I think about energy... Um, I don't, I don't necessarily mean that there's like, um, a living thing in a room, although why not? Because why not? Like energy, as we know it scientifically is something that is still kind of hard to pinpoint. Like you can harness it and you can create it to a certain extent, but like sometimes it shows up where you don't expect it. Yeah. Like in like lightning or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, but when when you see something like a combination of things, well, again, like I said, like fast zombies really do it for me, even though Mm. there's no reason why a fast zombie should scare me more than a slow zombie, but it's not what I'm expecting. It's scary and it's out of place like a baby doll next to a porn magazine. Uh Uh And that's when you're like, Oh, if something this bad, if I could be seeing something that's this jarring, what else could be around? And what did this, you know? Yeah. I think that's one of the reasons why I'm really good at, especially, so like late at night in New York, if there's always people talking themselves on the street, there's always, you know, always possible dangers around you. Right. But I feel like I can generally tell like the normal yokels from, from someone who might be looking to start something. I um, obviously am not. Can't mm. test that out because I haven't been attacked ever and I can't say, whatever, just cut all of this. This is, I'm rambling. <laughs> Do you want to hear? I miss New York. I haven't been into the city. I, this is the longest oh that I've been up here and haven't been into the city. Yeah. It's been, it's been over a month now. Yeah, me too. And I, I mean, or maybe like a month today, maybe a month today. I think for you a month today and for me a month, yeah. like three days ago, whenever we went to, uh, for the right. dusty uh, reading. Yeah, it was the Monday before that. Yeah. 
Um, that's bananas. So I have a story not that, like an actual story not that dissimilar, and I'm going to try and tell it as dispassionately as I can. Uh, when I was, when we, when we were looking for a home, we were looking in a lot of different lake communities and we found one and it was this big, long expanded ranch and it was sort of like log cabin on the outside, which is absolutely not, not my thing. So like uh-huh. I, I was, I was like jamming on that. And we had a really great, the most Jersey realtor of all time. I absolutely loved her. She had like big blonde hair and she talked to you like it, like she told, she told it to you straight. She gave it to you the way it was. She cursed a lot. I loved her. And, Yay. um, and we, and, and this house was my pick. <laughs> the house I ended up with was her pick. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> I know. Right. Well, because I was just looking for houses all the time and I was like this one's real cheap and I want to check it out and she's like Ay. <laughs> but she, she, um, she humored me and so the three of us went into this house and it was so dark inside and there was nothing that I could pinpoint that was actually wrong um, but yeah. it did not feel right and I just had a really uneasy feeling and she uh, definitely was like a seer and she was like we need to get the fuck out of here and Andrew did the same thing because Andrew's super sensitive um, they both saw something in like the master bedroom and <gasps> mm-hmm, yeah it was real oh my god I could not I, I was so freaked the fuck out um, and it didn't feel good and ba- because she was such a, a very spirit world connected person she like cleansed us afterwards Wow. Mm-hmm. Yep. True story. Wow. Yep. That's, yeah. No, thank you. It was horrible, especially because for uh. me, I have otherwise never seen, I never had like a, a notable paranormal experience. And um, I was, I, I just knew something was wrong. I just knew I didn't uh-huh. feel good. I knew I didn't feel comfortable. So it was real fucked up. Listen, again, <laughs> we're, t- we're taught not to trust our instincts. We're Bingo. taught not to trust our instincts because there's no money to be made off of people who believe in themselves. You can't control them. You can't get their money. That's what good are you? it. That is it, girl. <sighs> Ooh. Yeah. <sighs> True story. Um, f- uh, f- Flagler College and the surrounding areas were very haunted. Um, I never personally saw anything. Have I talked about this on the podcast ever? No. Where I went to school? No. I mean, well, you've talked about Flagler, but you haven't talked about it being haunted. Okay. Well, here's the thing. (laughs) Tell me all about haunted Florida. So, okay. So Henry Flagler, um, he was like, I'm, I'm going to make some railroads down to Florida. Yes. Uh, and uh, to get folks to come ride the new railroads, I'm going to build me a big, beautiful hotel. So he built hotels like here and there all all down his railroad lines and then <laughs> extended the railroads to the Keys and then did very bad people. Like they really fucked up the ecosystem and took advantage of people down in the Keys. Anyway, that's that's another whole research paper. But flagler college in saint augustine florida which is the oldest city in america by the way um it uh the college is the old ponce de leon hotel so it's a historic registry kind of place 
And it is right across from the Lightner Museum, which I believe was the Hotel Alcazar at the time. Um, th- what I'm about to say is not researched in any way. Cool. What I'm about to tell you are things that I have heard from from other tour guides giving like um, horse and buggy tours oh my God, <laughs> around I'm the obsessed. city for the four years that I lived there. <laughs> so supposedly, so Flagler College, um, I mean, the whole terracotta um, tile roof, um, big coquina walls, which is like cement, but with shells in it. Did you hear what I said? Wit. Cement, but with shells in it. Um, and there's a whole fort that's like made out of coquina around the corner. Um, it is a sturdy ass place and it is majestic. There are, I'm talking turrets. I'm talking a portcullis. I'm talking a courtyard with a giant uh, fountain in the middle, like just as pretty as you could want. Um, but unfortunately, like when I got there, some real conquistador chic shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Poor supuesto, senora. So, um, yeah, for sure. And uh, it's around the corner from the Fountain of Youth, from Ponce de Leon's Fountain of Youth. Um, there was a security guard at our school who was so old that we just called him Ponce. Like, I don't know what his actual name was, but all he did was yell crankily at people and yeah. smoke a cigar inside <laughs> the tiny little plexiglass booth where the guards sat. Yeah. Um, all right. So you're walking into under the portcullis into this beautiful courtyard um, of what used to be this fancy ass old hotel, literally a beautiful fountain, which smells like sulfur, by the way, because everything, all the water in St. Augustine <laughs> smells like sulfur, which is why Ponce de Leon thought it was the fountain of youth. Weird. Oh, but there you go. Mm-hmm. Why is it, it was so such a different? Uh, it's just whatever the minerals are in the water down there. Mm. That's a bummer. Um, but yeah, the whole place, it's so funny. When I smell sulfur water now, it makes me think of, of college because that, like every sprinkler, <laughs> like if you stayed out too late, the entire town would just smell like sulfur for an hour. Oh, barf. Um, <laughs> I, I, was, I like it now, but yeah. We total had family barf. friends disgusting. who lived in maybe Rock Hall, Maryland, mm. and we would go visit them for like the weekend, and that whole fucking town reeked of eggs <laughs> yeah i don't it's uh it's one of those things that grows on you <laughs> like lichen so um then you walk into from out in the hot 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 sun hot 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 you walk up like six or seven stairs in this beautiful like semicircle staircase um and into the um rotunda and it's immediately cold um and i'm sure that it was cold even before air conditioning although that area was air conditioned the only part of the school that was air conditioned when i was there um tile floors um beautiful beautiful mosaic uh henry flagler was a huge he was big into astrology and he was a little bit into occult and he loved design and so it's like all of these beautiful carved um um, I think they're called karyatids, C-A-R-Y, karyatids, yes, um, they are like half lady carvings, um, and I think some of them maybe had, um, a drape and some of them were bare boobies on all of the columns. Sure. Going around you in a circle. Live your baby life. Yeah, live your booby life. <laughs> Uh, and then, tits to you. <laughs> blessed tits to you. 
Oh, yeah, they were some blessed tips. Um, <laughs> and uh, 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 when you look up the rotunda, there's um, there's another level that's got like a balcony above you, and then another level that's got a balcony, and then a beautiful dome that's all painted. Um, and anywhere the ceiling is painted, there's like gold, gold. I don't know if it was technically gold leaf, but it was like reflective gold um, paint. Mm. It's so ornate. And if you can find, I'm sure that if you go on YouTube, you can take a look. Haunted as fuck this place. I had so many friends because it was an old hotel. Um, I had friends who used to live in the old servants quarters and that's where the shit really went down was on the third floor. Um, also it was only girls in that building. They had put the boys, they were like, the the guys are going to wreck this place. There were like some boys down in the courtyard level, but that had already been wrecked. I think (laughs) they put the boys on the outside legs of the place. They were like, if you're going to tear it up, do it out here. I did college so wrong. Oh, Jen, I, that was my only, I didn't care where I went. I just needed to go. Yeah, I get it. I honestly, and if I pretty, hadn't needed. pretty wicked great place. Uh, sorry, Haunted I... City on the Beach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough. Fair enough. I did walk away from some really good stories. So um, I had a friend who swore that like she went out to class and she came back and all of her, um, we had to use that sticky tack to put stuff on the walls because they didn't want you to put holes in the walls. Oh yeah, of course. That blue shit. Yeah. The blue shit. Yeah. The museum tack. Um, we, she had like a shit ton of posters up everywhere. Mm-hmm. And when she came back, they were had all been taken down and were stacked neatly in the center of her floor. Oh my God. What? Um, I had another friend who swore that she woke up in the middle of the night and saw, she just was look, looking around, maybe going to get some water. And she saw like a green glowing face in the reflection of her TV. Whoa. And then when she was, she was going to like try to wake up her roommate and then the TV just threw itself off of the dresser and smashed. Um, all kinds of stuff like that. People getting locked in their rooms. There was supposed to be this um, room called the mirror room that was in a, in what in one of the turrets. Fuck, 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 um, fuck, fuck. In fuck. one of the um, tower rooms is what they were called. The mirror where Henry rooms? Sup- yeah, so Henry Flagler, again... <laughs> I don't have any research on this. This is all just legend. Um, but the story was that Henry Flagler apparently had multiple mistresses, which is absolutely not out of the scope of anything. Um, that's obviously he had many mistresses. He had a million dollars um, and a fabulous mustache. So he uh, apparently one of his mistresses was giving him some kind of trouble uh, or she was already in emotional distress and like trying to cause problems for him. So the saying goes that he locked her in this room that was full of mirrors. And then um, she smashed all the mirrors and threw herself out onto the courtyard. Holy and killed fuck. Herself. I've never, bo- literally never bothered to do any research on any of this. Um, all of these ghosts, all of these things, all of these scary, spooky stories. I mean, there's a whole Huguenot cemetery just outside the city, like the city wall for the downtown city, because when there was this huge, huge massacre, um, uh, they didn't want to bury the Huguenots in the cemetery and like dirty up the city with their dirty Huguenot blood. So they bury them all in one spot that's like right on the other side of the um, college. Just you walk through the place and you if you're there late at night, you can just feel there's like a hum to the place that gets like behind your rib cage. Oh, shit. And and like it like I've been out walking late at night there by myself because why? Because why? I did that all the time. I used to go walking at like two o'clock in the morning all by myself all the time. Um Oh my god, I see. I see. Oh wow, what a beautiful building. Did you that look is. it up? 
Oh my god. Oh, it's beautiful. Oh, oh, wow. Uh, and on the, the dining hall, see if you can see pictures of the dining hall, because that's where the real astrology stuff is. It is stunning. And um, Tiffany stained glass windows. That's where I ate lunch. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, my yes. God. Bitch, it's, it's like you gorgeous. were on a four-year cruise. <laughs> Holy I... fuck. You Except with a terrible meal there? plan and no air conditioning <laughs> and no inner dorm visitation. I wonder if I had gotten laid earlier if I had gone to a school that wasn't so weird and persnickety about that. Wow. But I moved off campus after two years. Anyway, uh, wow. it was gorgeous. Wow. It's gorgeous. Everybody should go take pick, take take a look. It's That's... <laughs> insane. Everybody but, take a look. So, Come on. <laughs> everybody take a quick look. <laughs> Oh, what a great thing to have that on a t-shirt because it looks like you're asking people to look at your boobs. <laughs> oh, my God. This is so, so insanely be- – oh, Jesus Christ. It's really, really beautiful. So so the, the saying goes that when Henry Flagler died, he laid in state – which means that like like in Evita when you see people coming to like visit her corpse, mm. um, uh, he had like an open casket thing in the center of the – rotunda um and supposedly he had people do this big ritual because he was into occulty things <gasps> and then the and then as his spirit was supposed to exit the doors blew shut with a slam um and then if you go up near the front doors which are huge by the way and which i never saw closed um, because the court, the portcullis would come. They would lock the portcullis at night. <laughs> I love that you had the occasion to use that word as much as you wanted. <laughs> I should tell the rest of the stories will be portcullis stories. So, um, that his spirit got caught in the rotunda and there is a little tile, tiny, teeny, tiny, maybe just a little bit bigger than a quarter that I swear to God looks like if a natural marble formation was going to form like a saint or something like that, but it's Flagler's face. This is amazing. So he's supposedly like trapped in there trying to get out. Um, Wait, I, ha- I think that's, that's, huh. I have, I have, I have facts for you. I have facts Ooh, for you. Tell me. First of all, looks like he's referred to as the father of Miami and Palm Beach. So, hey. Yeah. <laughs> Um, sure. He, that doesn't sound caucasian <laughs> at all. Know, right? He uh, he developed the Florida East Coast Railway and basically had a had a railroad line that went out to the Keys, and so much of the tracks were destroyed in a hurricane in 1935 that that was eventually what became. What do they officially call it? I've never actually been on this road. The uh, the da, 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 the, oh, the overseas highway? highway, the overseas highway. Oh snap! So there wasn't a road before that. It was just islands, and then he built the railroad, and the railroad got fucked up. So now it's just a road. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Look at that. And no wonder it was so poorly designed. And <laughs> yeah, exactly. And guess what sign he is? Mm. He's industrious. Scorpio. He's very industrious. He's a Capricorn. Capricorn. Okay. All right. 
I'm actually getting better. The more I talk to you, the better I am getting about signs. I know like, you I, are. Usually, instead of thinking about like a list of traits, I think about who in my head. Like my uh, my friend from college, Kramer, is like the ultimate Leo. He's a Leo. I'm sorry. In my head, like that S- is a Leo. Sorry, who's your friend? His last name is Kramer. His first name is Kevin. Sure. <laughs> Tell me Everybody more about the, abs, the about the big haired lunatic you met in Florida. <laughs> Which one? Wait, what? <laughs> see, see, I think Leo and I think of Kramer. You say big haired lunatic that you met in Florida. And I'm like, I got eight. Which one are you talking about? Are you talking about the guy that I saw on my very first day of school who was walking around muttering to himself and I thought he was talking to a baby and when I got closer he was talking to a teddy bear? Is that the big haired weirdo? No, 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 no. Oh, God. No. <laughs> Was it was it this com major Ryan who accused me of stealing a bunch of emails out of somebody's email account and then breaking up somebody else's relationship for people who I didn't give a shit about and also I don't know how to hack into a computer? Is it that big-haired weirdo? <laughs> stealing emails? What? What? I'm very devious. You are industrious. I am industrious. Oh, God. You're industrious and crafty, just like Flagler. <laughs> so... So my favorite thing that any um, any uh, uh, horse cart tour guide ever said um, out in front of the college, uh, there was a big statue of Henry Flagler, and he had like he had one leg, little like a very akimbo, like this very like casual, and he's got like um, a hand in his waistcoat yes, pocket. Yes, I see that. I see that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. My favorite tour guide. Chill. God, I loved him. Yeah, uh, right across the street was um, SunTrust Bank, and he was like, "That's a, and that's a statue of Henry Flagler, um, pioneer of industry, blah, blah, blah. Look at him there. He's got his hand in his pocket, looking over at the bank, thinking about his money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> oh, oh, but, so also, across the street, now, if you look up, um, if you Google Leitner Museum... Um, across the street from Flagler College is this other, uh, the Hotel Alcazar. And the fucking cool thing about that place, for all of you who are now, like, making your travel plans to St. Augustine, Florida, um, it's a museum, uh, but it used to be a hotel. And if you walk in, like, there's a beautiful koi pond with a beautiful little walkover bridge that not enough people get married at, by the way. Every time I would go, I was like, yeah, there should be people getting married here every day. Silly. Um so beautiful, like idyllic, cooler because there's high walls all around it, the archways. It's also Spanish architecture, but it looks different enough from the um, uh, Ponce de Leon Hotel that you can tell it's it's not as fancy. Oh that was like God. the B, that was like the B rate hotel. It's very pretty. And so purportedly, the rich people would go stay in the Ponce and then they would send their mistresses to the Alcatraz and there were supposed to be underground tunnels <gasps> that went back and forth in between. Oh shit, I just found the coolest picture of all time. What? What? Ooh, what is it? What? Okay. Describe it because we're a podcast and, and those people can't see it and neither can I. Okay. And there is a picture of essentially this, like their whole pool fountain situation. It's, it looks like, it looks like the Titanic filling up because they've got these two grand staircases that just go down into water and you don't know where it's coming from. So in, in the Alcazar, in the Leitner Museum, 
There is a cafe now where the huge indoor pool used to be. So if you're looking at an older picture of a pool where you're like, yes, where the fuck yes, is that water coming it, from? It, and it doesn't. Yeah. And it looks like there might be a water ballet or a mermaid. It's yes. just like it's just coming up out of right, nowhere. Right, right, that, so the, that thing. The pool is drained now. Oh, and you can have, but you can have, I know, but you can have, have lunch. It's only open see, for lunch. So I've never been I there. Um, oh my God. Yeah. And my friend, my friend, Chris used to wash dishes there. <laughs> Why did I ever let it, you go to St. Augustine without me? <laughs> ah, we'll go next time. I thought, we'll go, we'll go. I don't know what I thought. I don't know what I thought, but it was not this. <laughs> you really need somebody who knows it to give you a good tour, though, because if you just see the cheap shit, like, red red bus tour, it's not, it's very corny. Oh, and I see the koi pond courtyard with the little walkover bridge. Oh, that's oh, sweet. No. But That's the whole sweet. like haunted, everything's haunted. Yes. Everything's haunted. There's a there's a huge tragic. There's a lot of tragedy well, about the um. Well, the keys are like the civil that rights too, movement. right? The keys are like profoundly haunted. I've never been. Oh, I don't know, but I'm sure anything with that big island energy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's my story. Fucking fascinating. Fucking fascinating. Also, I'm totally Thanks. going with you next time. <laughs> yes. The architecture's so cool. Um, the shops are really good. Um, shout out to the Irish gift shop that my mother-in-law runs. Um, uh, I mean, once I, I, I'm starting to think that things are going to be normal again at some point, you know? Oh. Right? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really living in the now, girl. Sure. Like, that's, that's, I don't know like, if I've ever been so present in my life. That's fair. Isn't that Me bizarre? Too. That is bizarre. I've. It's a. T- <laughs> we're in a time where we're all learning something about ourselves. That's it. That's it. I, yeah. I. I've. I've never ever been so present ever. Eh. Um. Yeah. I'm not even like. I'm barely thinking about tomorrow. <laughs> oh. Why bother? Why bother? I don't mean that in the shittiest way, but, you know. <laughs> Everything in life is only for now. Only for now, for now, for now. Yeah, everything is only for now. Ooh, um, speaking of... And that feels profoundly accurate. Nice. I know it's technically always accurate, but come on, let's be real. Yeah, no. <laughs> if not now, then when? Like, come on, for all the people who are like, we never know anything, I'm like, yeah, but, but... But, how, however, <laughs> I, uh, the, as much as I am living in the present, I'm also completely unaware of current events, which I know is very bad. Um, if you guys want me to sign a petition or something like that, I will do it. Please send it to me directly. But anytime I pay attention to anything, what I see is a reporter with wide eyes and a what the fuck is going on face in one of the press briefings with his stupid face saying something completely made up. He may as well be like, I'm going to, I'm going to save the world with truffula trees. Like, and then, and then the reporter's like, do you mean the truffula trees from Dr. Seuss? And he's like, what a nasty question. And then it's, then, then my brain, then my brain is done with everything. And I have to drink a glass of wine at two 30 in the afternoon and do a podcast with my friend. <laughs> That's it, girl. That's it. Give me more of that CBS Sunday morning. (laughs) (laughs) Give me more of those feel-good situations. Oh, puppies, puppies, puppies. Wow, that's not something you should say three times in a row. Nor did I. (laughs) 
puff peas? Let's puff peas. <laughs> Master babysitter. <laughs> Master babysitter. Uh, um, um, I, I have... <laughs> I have more stories. Tell me a story. Okay, you want to hear you want to hear a real good um real good real life one? Yes. This is from Overly Sexualized Velociraptor. Props to your name. I know I'm late to the party, but here is a truly scary story. You might say it was a matter of life and death. Dun-dun-dun. it's not often you are forced to realize you were almost never born but that's exactly the overwhelming feeling i get when i tell the story of my mother's date with a cereal (gasps) here for it it was the late 1970s 79 or 80 and my mother was a student at the university of california santa barbara Another great college decision. The fuck? What was I doing? Uh. (laughs) One night, she stopped by a bar to get a free drink from her friend, the bartender. While there, she met a guy who could only be described as a surfer dude with long, wavy hair. They hit it off, and sadly, like mother, like daughter, she left with him. (laughs) (laughs) Her bartender friend Don't slut shame your mom. Jesus, that's rude. You're right. (laughs) Her bartender friend begged her not to go, but take it from me, low esteem, alcohol, and surfer bros are a tough combination to fight. (laughs) According to her, in the two times she's ever told me this story, they drove around in his van, stopped at different places to make out through the night. But then things took a turn. Suddenly, my mother found herself in a part of town she'd never been before. She slowly came to realize she was in the middle of a cemetery. Surfer dude stopped the van and got out. No! He came back. <laughs> he came back with a chest of clothes. <gasps> women's clothes. He pulled out a knife and told my mother to strip and put the clothes oh, on. Oh, no. Shakily, my mother did so. He told her to walk towards the tombstones. Then, my brilliant mom had an idea. Oh, this is hot, she said. This is turning me on. I am so into this. (laughs) And convinced him to go to her apartment. Side note, like, smart way to get away, mom, but you're luring a fucking creep to your studio apartment, so. Well, I mean, she didn't have to go to her apartment. But, but right. yes, if you, this is the whole, like, don't go to a second location. If you're already at the second location and you can get them to go to another location, I feel like you have the upper hand. <laughs> yes. And she does. They go to her place. She lays on the bed. He starts kissing her and she grabs her lamp, cracks it over his head and screams, get the fuck out of my house. He runs away. All the neighbors are now awake. She is still wearing other women's clothes. She spent the night with a sorority sister but never told anyone, just me, when I started dating. Oh, oh no! <laughs> and even then, I only got the Cliff's Notes version. Uh, oops. <laughs> even then, I only got the Cliff Notes version. It wasn't until this past May, Mother's Day, because I'm a real gem, that I got her super drunk and got the details. 
She never researched it or cares to learn more. I am different. His name was Thor's Niels Christensen, <gasps> and he murdered multiple women oh. throughout Isla Vista and Santa Barbara. Oh my Barbara. God, he strangled them with their pantyhose. Didn't he? I can't remember. I think that's the pantyhose guy. Oh, fuck. 50 women. Uh, whether they were wearing different clothes has never been known. No. Mm-hmm. Wait, tell me his name again. Mm-hmm. Who? Thor who? Thor's Niels Christensen. Yeah, I've definitely heard of this guy. Yes. Wow. Ew, yes. he's so creepy. Although, oh, although, Izzy, I haven't. Uh... Well, for the 70s, it's hard to tell because I see a certain haircut and I think serial killer, but that's just because there was a lot of serial killers in the 70s. <laughs> no, that bitch is fucking dead in the eyes. Right? He's dead in the fucking uh, eyes. Gross. Christians no. became obsessed with fantasies of shooting women and having sex with their corpses. Oh, God. Oh, barf. No, he shot oh, them. Oh, look at that dirt stash. He, uh, dirt stash. Yeah, he, saw, he shot them. He, this isn't the strangler. The person I'm thinking of also would lure people to um, cemeteries and then take off their pantyhose oh, and kill them with their pantyhose. Another reason not to wear pantyhose, ladies. <laughs> I got bad news. This guy is also a Capricorn. Come on. Listen, I'm not responsible. This guy? <laughs> you are not. You are not responsible. Oh, just, he's a December Capricorn, though. <laughs> he is. They're weird ones. Can vouch. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Wow. That is, I think so many people's family members have these stories where they're like, this terrible happened and I never said a thing. Mm-hmm. Oof. Yes. Uh, oh, my God. All right, God. I have a silly cute one. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, yes, please. From somebody named Cranberry, C-R-A-N-N-B-E-R-R-Y. And there's Girl Scouts involved. Um, the girl... There's what? Girl Scouts involved. <gasps> Huzzah! Mm. Uh, the Girl Scout troop I lead has met in the same church since kindergarten. They're now in fourth grade. It's built on the side of a hill, and we meet in the, we meet in the basement, quote unquote, what? Which is a really large, well lit room full of windows. Oh, okay, I get it. She doesn't want us to think it's a dreary basement. It's just downstairs. Um, at the back of the room is a hall with the bathrooms and stairs to the main floor. The girls call it the haunted hallway, and have been scaring each other with tales of seeing ghosts and hearing strange sounds for years. Uh, and implemented the buddy system to go to the bathroom, just in case. My deeply practical child decided last meeting to conduct a test. She brought two small toys and placed them at the entrance to the hall, declaring that if any toy moved, it would finally be proof of the haunting. The girls went outside for the last half of the meeting. I finished doing some sweeping and went to put the broom away in the janitor's closet, passing the toys. Being an adult... I spent a few minutes contemplating the consequences of my next action, but was unable to resist. I moved one of the toys to the top of a nearby bulletin board and then joined the troop outside. The meeting ends and everyone returns. Samantha goes and checks on her toys. Both have been moved. Both have been moved. Oh, Oh my God. Some girls shriek, some girls run wildly and flop on the floor as they all try to comprehend what is now definitive proof of ghosts. One girl admits moving a toy, but no one cops to placing the other on the board. 
<laughs> I feel a bit guilty, but do not come clean. The hallway is confirmed haunted for real. R.I.P. Us. Parents come. The girls leave. Everyone is out of the church but me. I finish turning off the lights and grab the hidden key to lock up from inside the building. I lock the doors and walk to the main room to put the key back when four loud bangs issue from across the room in the direction of the now dark haunted hallway. Fuck no! No, no, no. All I could think was, I deserve this. Guess I'm haunted now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. I just thought that was a cute one. I'm good. I feel like that's good. I feel like I've sweated enough. I think you have. I mean, feel free if you have more things that you want to read to me. I love hearing your voice. Um, you want to hear? Oh no, I can't cross my legs. Never mind. Um, <laughs> uh, da, 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 da. okay. I mean, I love slash loathe these ones. So I'm gonna read you one more, and it's a home invasion tale yeah. from user Buskerdoo. Cool. A few years ago, I lived with my boyfriend in an apartment in a small town in South Louisiana. The apartment. Oh, real quick side note. I think I told you my cousin's husband does uh, haunted tours in New Orleans and is like crazy good at them and they have a really, really, really high rating. That's amazing. Yeah, so I've never been to New Orleans. Oh. And well, that's way better. Definitely think that that should be something that we decide to um, do. Yeah, way better than weird New Jersey tour. <laughs> oh, okay. New Orleans is so awesome. We would uh. rip the shit out of that town. Oh my God. Uh, I lived with my boyfriend in a small town in southern Louisiana. The apartment was in an old house that was subdivided. We lived in the middle of nowhere, and all the houses were on big wooded plots, so you couldn't even see your neighbors. If our house hadn't been made up of three apartments, with a couple and a single woman living in them, there would have been no one around at all. The back door was right off our bedroom, and I was in the bad habit of forgetting to keep it locked after living in the country for so long. I was working a day job at a country newspaper at this point, while my boyfriend, a fairly big protective fellow, worked nights waiting tables while he went to school. And so I was often in the apartment alone at night. We lived in oil country, so a lot of strangers were constantly in and out of town looking for work, and he was endlessly irritated that I kept forgetting to lock the back door, and eventually got me one of those mag light flashlights mm-hmm. that security guards Yeah, carry. that you can They're fucking bright. bust somebody's head in with those things. Oh, they are so heavy, bright, long, and heavy, and they make a good blunt object to be repurposed right? as a weapon. that's what I'm saying. Bingo. One night, I was in the living room watching TV while my boyfriend slept in the bedroom, and I heard some noise at the back door. We had semi-adopted an outdoor cat who liked to come in and out of the house and would often make a racket by jumping up onto the back door with her claws and peeking into the window to see if I was there and to try and get me to come out and feed her. It was usually about the time the cat would come banging around, so I didn't worry about it too much and just hoped she wouldn't wake up my boyfriend, who'd been complaining about being overtired and had to work a double the next day. The noise didn't last very long, and I was nursing a drink, so I kind of forgot about it. (laughs) A little while later, I got up to freshen my drink and was startled to find my boyfriend standing in the hallway in his underwear, bleary, seemingly half asleep or sleepwalking. Was there someone in the house? He asked me. What? I said. I thought I saw someone in our room, he said. I feel like there was someone here. Uh. No, I said. It's just you and me. 
Mm, okay, he said, and he continued to look confused for a minute, but eventually wandered back to bed. I was a little creeped out at this point, so I went to go get the mag light where we kept it on the table next to the back door, where it was easy to grab to look around in the backyard at night if I heard something. It was gone. Early, early the next morning, the police came to our house to ask us about an assault on our upstairs neighbors. Ah. Some dude tried her apartment door and found it open ah. and had tried to assault ah. her. Ah. He was apparently armed with a heavy flashlight of some kind. No! But this is the South, though, and she was the kind of woman who had a gun in her house, so he didn't get very far. Yes, mama! I was super freaked out at this point, and I tore up the house looking for the mag, mag light, but I never found it, even after we moved and had to pack oh up. Oh, God, he place. came in and took the flashlight and tried to attack that lady he with took it. the fucking flashlight while she was sitting with her back to him, hoping it was the cat. Run! No! No. Her last line is, I started locking my back door before that. Yes! After that. Stay out of the forest and yes! lock your fucking doors. Oh, you're in a cult. Call your dad. (laughs) Why don't people lock their doors? Here we are. You guys, tell us what's up. Tell us what you want to hear. Tell us things. Thank you for everybody. Tell us your scary stories. Um, Hang on a second. Let's give a shout out to DJ. Oh, DJ. My friend DJ, uh, also author and producer of the audio fiction podcast that I am on, Moonbase Theta Out. Y'all, space crises. You love them. I love them. (laughs) (laughs) And, um... And the, these are, they're so good. There are two whole seasons to listen to. Um, I am happy to be one of the performers. DJ is an incredible playwright and, uh, and, and podcast, uh, podcast creator. So it's on podchaser.com and DJ wrote, I feel like this should be one of those reviews that starts in these troubled times. <laughs> And that would definitely apply, but there's absolutely no wrong time for this best friends podcast telling stories about their lives and their worlds that are hilarious, touching, dorky, sometimes painfully raw, and always so open-hearted. All the fucks? Might as well call it all the feels. (laughs) Less than three. Yay! Thanks, DJ. Thanks, DJ. Yeah, please check out their work. Please check out, uh, they have two podcasts. There's uh, Moonbase Theta Out, and then there's Monkey Tales, which is an anthology series. Each one is its own um, its own little story, and they're all audio fiction. They're beautiful, and um, it's real fun. So if you want to take a break from us and our fart jokes and uh, endless giggling, you know. Seems unlikely. <laughs> Seems unlikely. I mean, come on. Look. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't take a break from you. I can't take a break from you either. Thank fucking God. <laughs> Honestly. Look. Look. What are you going to do? <laughs> Not mad about it. What are you going to do? <laughs> Not for nothing. Not for nothing, though. <laughs> I love that you've started saying wit. <laughs> uh, so good. I got I to gotta go record with Jen. Yeah, I gotta get a call water. Oh God! All right, that's right. Okay, all right. Okay, okay, all right.
Okay. <laughs> bye. I don't want to say goodbye. That's the problem. I know. Well, like, let's say goodbye. Let's say goodbye for the recording, but not say goodbye in actuality. But then I have to say goodbye to them, and I like them too. We could stay here. <laughs> we could stay here. All... <laughs> stay that here is a good idea. <laughs> This is why we this is why we need a radio show. <laughs> and just like constantly on, like we are live with you. Oh my god. This is the feed. They'd have to put up with a lot of our shenanigans, you know, but you know. You know what? When I was when I was at Meetup, I used to see a lot of weird groups coming through. And um <laughs> Oh, really? <laughs> oh, let's do Do you want to do a podcast about that? I have an old document where I just it's called it's called Lillian learned something new today and it's literally every weird group that I that came through my fingers while I was working at Meetup. That's not a real question. It's just not. Do I want Yes. So that we to dollop tomorrow. me on your bizarre past at Meetup. Girl. Also, we didn't talk about Meetup at all on our jobs. No, no, we barely got no, we didn't get to the current <laughs> stuff at all. Um, no, it was all like crazy shit of the past, but holy so, fuck. So, yes. So there's a thing called laughter yoga, which as <laughs> you and I have been experiencing, laughter feels great. Those fucking endorphins when you get it all out there is amazing. The people who were leading these laugh yoga things, though, I mean, it's very contrived. But the point is that even if it's stupid, if you're in a room full of people laughing, you're going to laugh because it's absurd. However... This one lady watching her get people fired up to go keep laughing was very upsetting to me. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I would be ideal to create laughter, like do a laughter yoga thing because I am always laughing because the world is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But if I can find a video of that particular person trying to do laughter yoga in the most awkward way, I I just want to share that with you guys. It's not quite my... Fuck you. <laughs> it's not quite that bad. <laughs> but it's sort of, she's like, oh, 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 Kubrick's The Shining was shot at least partially at the Timberline Lodge in Oregon. Oregon. And Timberline Lodge. Hang on. Let me add haunted. Haunted. Bop, bop, bop. Is it haunted? It might be. Who the fuck knows? Um... No, is ooh holidaygoddess.com. Hello. Is that the same as ah. the Donner Party Hotel or is that something else? Oh shit. Is the Donner Party in a hotel or was that a Conestoga wagon thing? I don't know anything anymore. That was a Conestoga wagon okay. situation. Never mind. Oh my god, can you imagine if all those people were <laughs> Yes, because they decide they left at a really bad time of year. Is that there a dollop really, about the Donner Party? The there is. I'm gonna go listen to that. Yes! I'm gonna listen to that this afternoon. Wait. What? I'm almost sure there is. However, there is also a multi-part series from last podcast on the left about the That's what party. it is. That's what it is. That's what it is. I listened to that. And while I do find it very fucking difficult to listen to three guys all at the same time. Like, if it was two, it would be fine. But there are three. (laughs) 
so it's a little confusing. However, I have listened to their multi-part series on the Donner Party and on Jim Jones and Jonestown. Uh, the Jim and Jones one I is incredible. To about, oh my god, ten fucking solid hours of learning about him and his history and how he got where he did, and it was fascinating. I would do it again. Nice. Swear to yeah. God. Felt the same way about yeah, that. Yeah, last podcast. Um, I understand with all. I, I um, occasionally watch TV and movies where I'm just like, ah, white guys talking about stuff. But that said, if, as, as far as like three or more white men in the same room talking about something together, I like last podcast on the left and I understand that they have evolved since they first started. I feel like they are trying. Yeah. Trying. Um, yeah. And uh, uh, Pod Save America. I love those guys. Hold, please. Haunted as fuck. The actual, the actual hotel that inspired The Shining was somewhere that Stephen King stayed, and and had the the craziest fucking time ever. Um, this is indeed the Stanley Hotel in Estes Park. Colorado and it actually it looks a little bit more like how would I describe it it's a very very white and I don't mean this in caucasity I mean it's a very white building and it almost looks like the way you'd imagine I don't know a like a town hall with those half circle with those semicircle flags that are like kind of American flags oh yeah you know bunting I mean? that's called bunting <laughs> of course you know that of course you do you are my colonial. Yeah, my 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 father ran the National American Flag Institute, so I know a thing or two Jesus about Christ, red, what? white, and blue shit that's made out. <laughs> I've never told you about this. Um, All right, well, no, adding that to the doc. No, oh god. Okay, so so uh, the Stanley Hotel um, is one of the most haunted places in America. It is said to be haunted by several different ghosts, from past owners to children and even some pets. It was built by Freeland Oscar Stanley. He moved to Colorado hoping that the fresh air and plentiful sunlight would relieve his tuberculosis. Oh, that was called taking the physic. People people oh, used to shit. think that fresh air could, and like um, nature and or the ocean, like Atlantic City, you would go down there to take yes. the physic. The desert too. Yeah. Although I think the desert might actually maybe have helped because it was so arid. Right. But I don't know. Um, when he arrived in 1903, he was weak and underweight. But after just one season, the hotel staff said his health was restored. He was so overjoyed that he said he'd return each summer and he built the hotel to bring a level of sophistication to the region. And he opened the Stanley in 1909. He died in 1940, but his spirit still roams the hotel. He's often seen in the billiard room and bar. Oh. His wife, Flora, has been known to tickle the keys of a piano. Another ghost is a former housekeeper of the hotel, uh, Mrs. Wilson. She was lighting lanterns in room 217 when she was injured in an explosion. She did survive it, but then she passed away Mm. years later. So that's her room. 217 from the book is Mrs. Wilson's room. Guests will report items having been moved, luggage having been packed, and lights going off and on. 
she is conservative. She doesn't like if you stay there with your fuck buddy. She wants you to be married. Okay. <laughs> and 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 why do they know that? Because people who go there who are not married have reported feeling a cold presence between them. <laughs> what what's that like? Leave room for the Holy that's Ghost. That's right. Is that yes, what they that's say? That's true. <laughs> I don't know. I'm Jewish. That's fine. Uh, the spirits are not limited to adults. Tour guides say the ghost of a child with autism also roams the grounds and is known to play with the hair of guests. That boy's name is Billy, and he's drawn to people who uh, work in uh, with people with autism or who are familiar with autism and its developmental uh, related developmental disorders. On the fourth floor, you can hear children running around and laughing and playing. That's where the nannies and the kids would spend much of their time way back when. Oh. And there is also a pet cemetery on the grounds that is the final resting place of some of the owner's animals. And staff have seen cat and dog ghosts. (laughs) (laughs) Guides will end their tours in a cave system below the hotel. Where staff yes, yes, report yes, yes. a higher than average concentration of limestone and quartz, which can draw spirits to the property. Huh. So it doesn't say like what the caves are about, or if it's just like it's just it's just a place built on some caves. It's not right. Yeah, that's okay. it. So while while Stephen King was living in Boulder and writing The Stand, he and his wife Tabitha took a weekend away from the kids and they stayed at the Stanley. Stephen King says it was their last day of the season. Everybody was leaving and nobody was coming in. And we said, can we check in? An employee told Stephen King that they could stay if they paid cash because the hotel had already cashed out its credit receipts to their like headquarters in Denver. And King happened to have cash. He says, we were the only people in that hotel and the wind was whistling outside and the rooms were all empty. Yes. While he stayed in room 217, he had a lucid nightmare about his young son being chased around the hotel. Um, He jerked out of bed, went outside to smoke a cigarette, and that's when he started to lay the groundwork for The Shining. Wow. Let's go on a vacation. Everybody, please stay sane. Bye. By by whatever means holy, like whatever you need to do to get through this time, that's we support it. it. Not heroin, it. don't do that. But you can't go out and get it, so. Oh, that's fair. I mean, look, live your <gasps> now's baby a great life. time to, to live your baby life. Now's a great time to learn how to make meth. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> oh man, um, that's that's the money making scheme that we haven't gotten into yet. Ah. I feel like it was all a business plan watching Baking, Breaking Bad, not a <laughs> Yes. Oh, uh, I feel like I would rather try to figure out how to grow hallucinogenic mushrooms. Ooh. Listen, kind of so send us your ideas for what sort of illicit bullshit we should do to make money during the, the during. Uh, and we'll retweet. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm a puddle. I'm dead. I don't know how to do anything anymore. I'm gonna go hang out in the afterlife with you, okay? That's good. Okay. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.